and the mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, Welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 32. OJ Simpson for you. Oh, there we go. I said Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know why he's the first one. Magic Johnson. We got a lot of guys uh, with with 32. But yeah, OJ. OJ for you up there in Buffalo with all your snow and your former players that turn out to be murderers, right? Murder, <laughs> your murderers row. We are undefeated in murder trials. As yes, you are. That so. is true. <laughs> that is true. But yes, we are here. And as you can tell probably by now, uh, Aaron isn't here with us. He uh, could not make it tonight. He is going on a trip tomorrow and has to pack, I believe, his wife, Heidi. Probably said none of that nonsense talking comic yeah. books. You're actually going to help me pack. Yeah, right now my kids are are sick, and we we record a little bit later. I mean, it's 9 o'clock right now, but everybody's asleep. My kids, it's tough to try to get them in bed before midnight. And and when they're downstairs screaming and yelling, like like it's like in the afternoon, something awful is happening. Yeah, Yeah, and it's weird. Right now, recording, it's almost eerie uh with this whole deal and and you said it, it did snow in buffalo yeah. and it, it's funny because you had to you know plow out your deal and it snowed a foot and i just want everybody to realize throughout the country you said two things to me it, it snowed a foot and yeah. you had to shovel when you got back from work because yeah. most people when it snows a foot they don't go to work especially <laughs> at different parts of the country they're like a foot i, I remember i had a, a friend of mine that moved to pennsylvania from north carolina and the first time it snowed i'm telling you the snow didn't even get up past the curb yeah he thought everything should be shut down oh yeah that was like in maryland when i lived in maryland it was the same way if there was the threat of snow the next morning we weren't going to school oh yeah yeah it's crazy so crazy (laughs) pennsylvania is a a weird kind of in-betweener yeah Uh, you know some people i think it depends where you live my aunt and and they're kind of a little like maryland uh, yeah yeah that's weird and then if you get you know further towards pittsburgh or up pennsylvania is a weird state overall but we're here to talk about a bunch of books obviously uh we have you know some big books this week obviously we're talking about marvel books i think this is one of the the marvel weeks i've you know most looked forward to coming into things yeah well i will tell you that when we were talking about you know what's coming up and things like that i was looking forward to it as well because of the fact then we don't have a lot of books. We actually added a book in with what we were going on. And it's funny because we added in Dead Man Logan. We weren't going to yep. talk about that. We never even talked. I didn't even know it was coming out. Yeah, and I did really, Old Man Logan as a quick pick once. And then yeah. that's all we've ever really yeah, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And, and so what happens with, with the way we do this podcast, since we do it on Wednesday, and yes, and Marvel did not listen to us pleading for the review copy so far. <laughs> but so what happens is I rarely know what's coming up. And uh, so this week I actually have a list of what's yeah. coming up next week, which we started off doing that. Uh, but since we didn't do it, 
I end up coming home from work and then I look to see what books and we kind of get a little idea, but I don't know the full you know, scope of the books coming out. So something like a dead man, Logan kind of does, you know, kind of go between the cracks. And, you know, you said that you might do it as a quick book. And I said, well, I I figured I was going to read it. I was interested in reading it. I figured, Hey, uh, if it's okay, you know, let's do it. And it was okay. I actually liked it. It ends up being one of my favorites because there's some disappointing books this week and (laughs) and the disappointing ones to me were the ones that, the one which is Ironheart number one. It, it really upset me because that, I was looking forward to that book for a month. That could uh, win now. awards for maybe the ugliest cover of a comic yeah. book I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I, I just I was looking so forward to that book. Yeah. And then it got here and yeah, you know, we'll we'll obviously be talking about it. Like, yeah, I'm looking at that cover. Detail. What's what's with that long neck? I know she looks like a, <laughs> she turned into half giraffe like. Yeah, I think she is a giraffe. <laughs> Yes, but we're going to start as we usually do when it comes out. We're going to start with Spider-Man. You take it away, Brent. Yes, The Amazing Spider-Man, number 10, written by Nick Spencer. Uh, Art team of Herberto Ramos, Michelle Bandini, Victor Alabanza, Michelle Bandini again, doing something else. (laughs) Yeah. Edgar Delgado, Eric Arachnia. Yeah. Let's see here. Spider-Man wraps up the Gilded Thieves storyline in a way I almost actually liked. Uh, Mary Jane takes a bit more focus this issue, filling us in on their reunion and a few other things that were bugging me in the background. And Nick Spencer goes back to continuity past to clear a few things up uh, while possibly providing a big hint as to who this big bad might be. So let's discuss. Yeah. And uh, throughout this, uh, a lot of people that we're talking about in the Get Fresh crew, beep boop, or as I, as Eric wanted to call them, the Fresh Start crew, uh, <laughs> have been talking, and a lot of people like this book a lot more than me and you. Yeah, uh, I'm we, hot and cold on it. Yeah, I, we are I hot and say. cold, and I think that the whole deal is hot and cold. And this issue, to me, kind of came off as if it would be one of those cold issues, because, you know, what's going on, but... I actually see, I think that when Nick Spencer just kind of, you know, buckles down and gives us uh, some good character work and things like that, then I'm in. And because I was into this, I actually liked it. I I actually had a good time reading it. Even the humor in some spots was making me laugh. And I was like, oh, I think. Yeah, what's going on? (laughs) He's been beating you over the head, you know, (laughs) so much you're getting punch drunk. I also like the pacing of it. I yep. thought that the back and forth between Mary Jane in the lookups group going back and forth with that, with Pete and uh, uh black cat there with the, the thieves guild, I thought was done very well. Like you mm-hmm. said, it ties into some past continuities yeah. kind of and not continuities, but past stories kind of, you know, getting them set. And I really liked it. I had a lot of fun, even well, to the, the thieves, point. Thieves Guild also doesn't. The the one thing I'm I'm not a huge fan of is it doesn't seem like they go away. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, they're yeah. around now, yeah, uh, and kind of kind of a thing. So it's a little quickly wrapped up as far as like them just getting out of town. And I'll tell you when we get to that end in the whisper, I, I yeah. drove myself crazy trying to read those couple yeah. words and yeah. see what she was saying. Yeah. I just I took a picture on my phone. I'm zooming Did in. You? You're like, I don't know what it does still, but I give it an effort. And and with this, you do have Mary Jane who's at that lookup steal. And and if you remember, she just got there to kind of, you know, yeah, first meeting. And they didn't really get her there to participate. 
per se. It was just to get there and see how things are going, see how it is. But they ask her then, you know, before we leave, do you have anything to say? And she's like, well, yeah, kind of. And yeah. even says, why not? And goes into it. And actually, for anybody, everybody wants Pete and Peter and Mary Jane to be together. Yeah. So when you throw them in this book, there were a lot of people who were like, oh, you know, there's Nick Spencer just doing that for the, you know, to get people to like him and things like that. This explains a lot and actually yeah, is it a really good detail. Yeah, yeah, and really good and even goes to the point where Mary Jane says basically that, she, you know, her and Peter, she loves Peter, but it never, it kept not working. Things yeah. got in the way, but in I the meantime, know, hot, and and hot and cold, just like we are with the book. Yeah, no. But one of the things <laughs> that she had was that she always felt like, Peter should be with somebody that's a hero, with somebody that's more, you know, in his life, things yeah. like that. In the like, superhero like life. can relate to him just that yes. little bit better than she yeah. can. And, and, and so it's good because as this is going on, he is in a team up with Black Cat, obviously, yeah. and X. An so plane, they're doing that. Yeah. So it works out going back and forth real well. And one of the things that I really like, though, was when she even spells out that, you know, I was – you know, working for Tony Stark at one point. So I kind of was in that life myself. So it felt better. I was on even ground, but now I kind of am not. So I'm struggling a little. And then by the end, though, uh, you have Jarvis who says, basically, you're in his life because he needs you. The yeah. things that he does. He that. that Yeah, That's the strength he that he yeah. has is from you. You're indispensable. She says that, or he says that to her. And it really was nice. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much the and whole it, deal. And I like it too because then it, it also like clicks for her. And it's yeah. not just pushed yeah. as a more forced thing. It's no, like she doesn't agree you, with them. It clicked and, with me. Yeah, so, I so really it, liked it too. That I was, loved it. Yeah, I, I'm telling cool, you, you the stuff like we said, the thieves guild, eh, you know, it's kind of even the, it's a throwaway line, really, if you're not looking for it. And and I, I've been looking for it for a while. Yeah. So when she mentions like how they kind of got back together at Flash's funeral, yeah, yeah, uh, what was what she alludes to there. And I, I was like, really, that's kind of all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, that that emotion brings people back together again and, and yep. you know that's just very believable in, in a good way yeah and and, uh, and I, I really liked it and also just her saying and pushing the fact like look i was in this i i had to have the spotlight even as she's doing this she's kind of liking the spotlight you can tell that yeah. she's digging talking everybody's waiting you know listening with bated breath yeah, there. she's the next model i mean yeah yeah, she's yeah. And, and that's up. and she says i'm used to spotlight where you have Peter, and she doesn't say, you know, Peter, she's just like, you know, yeah. my man, he, he's a guy who just wants to save people. He he doesn't do what he does for the fame, the fortune and things like that. And even almost like, unfortunately, because now he has no know, money, right? uh, yeah, but he just, little studio. <laughs> he just wants to save people. And, and as this is going on, you do have Black Cat and and peter you know fighting the thieves guild and mm -hmm. it's funny too because at the point where you have felicia and and she's yelling like this isn't what you need to do like th this isn't stuff that the thieves guild usually does here and yelling to peter like he even like when they get caught that we saw the last issue like oh yeah i want to introduce you to these yeah. they're not like oh this is good well felicia you know you have paid your your dues your dues are in you pay 
We got to kill Spider-Man. He, yeah. He's not supposed favorite, to be my here. My favorite line that really made me laugh out loud is when she mentioned Spider-Man. You know, you brought this Spider-Man here. And he's like, listen, yeah, yeah. I heard you say Spider-Man. Yeah. Without and, she, Spider-Man. and it's funny, too. She gets mad. Uh, Black Cat gets mad because she's there. And it's Odesso says that. <laughs> the leader. And she's like, man, you brought that Spider-Man. She's like, listen, there's a hyphen there. And he's like, I know, you know, it's the tiniest little pause that you have to give. And then they just start fighting. And I love it, too, because as the Sodessa says, like, you know, the Thieves Guild, we abhor violence. And he's like, yeah, this guy's really abhorring violence. He's really going over with this abhorring. Oh, he's just beating the crap out of him. And I, I liked it. I liked the whole deal. And I like that it's. You know, Black Cat's fighting with Peter for what's right because they say, you, you know, she says by the end of the Sodessa, I understand where the thieves go, but this isn't like us because you're stealing things that are saving people, you, you know, and, and I want, I get half of it. And that's the whole deal between Peter and Black Cat. He's like half, you know, all that. But while this is going on, the, the, uh, the thieves guild then in the Sodessa, they open up the vault. And it starts like a black hole sucking everything in. It's like this crazy thing. And Felicia's like, if, and if whatever. a good line here from, from Spider-Man where he's like, I don't, I don't understand the point of this vault. If things go in and they can't come yeah, out, yeah. why do you want yeah, to Why would anything? you steal things and put them in there? It makes no sense. And they're going in, but he's trying to find things. He, you know, And he's grabbing Dr. Something Strange stuff. He's grabbing the Iron Man helmet, but he ends up getting Miss Marvel's phone and ends up turning it on you see because she gets a ping this is the whole deal too you have mr uh you Everyone have trying uh, to figure this out yeah you have tony star my phone self. and mr fantastic the two smartest guys are trying to figure out where these where their equipment can be and basically it's found by miss marvel's gps on her yeah. phone she's like i got a ping and i just like tony. it with tony this is so embarrassing <laughs> and it's really good and so as they do that you see then that, you know, he's like, you have Spider-Man, he has the phone up and he's like, listen, every, everybody's coming to kick your butts. They're going to kick your butts. This Odessa's like, okay, thieves guild, yeah. let's get and out And this is where she, they get, she's like, actually, ma'am, and they whisper something you can't see. And she's like, all right, all right, more yeah, yeah. let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I let's go. She knows about this uh, centipede creature. Maybe? Yeah, and. Maybe. Well, the thing is, they're going and she even like rolls her eyes. Oh, mortifying thieves guild. Let's vanish. And they get out. But you see the other thing where and it, it's the wraparound because you, you have this idea where even Black Cat through the whole thing, she's saying, Odessa, this is not the thieves guild way. We, yeah. we have a code. There's an that not just an honor among thieves, but also the idea of. And if you remember it, how they were set up. The first thing was that guy who went to Odessa and was bragging about all the things that he can yeah. do and steal, whatever. Right. And she ended up, they ended up killing him because of the fact he didn't that he was, price. and yeah. also remember he was, uh, villages were being destroyed by his yeah. things. So, so they it, have, it's really, yeah, the Thieves Guild only steals from thieves. They don't yeah. usually mess with the good guys. No, so and they are about, alone. you know, they're not about killing people or making, and so by the end, you have these thieves show up and they show up at that, you know, statue thing that was kind of where they went in when Peter and Black Cat were there. And they kind of leave like a superstitious type, you know, a bunch of money mm-hmm. and say, man, you know, they can take we're going to give this. And you see Odessa like smiling that this seems to have been her plan all along, yeah. that they're setting up a thing like they're almost like now the patron saints of, you know, these 
thieves. So yeah, people are giving it, tributes. It, they scared the thieves straight by messing with the heroes. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Almost what and also showed was. how ba- yeah, basically like man, you know, we better throw this money here because they can take down the X Men and the Avengers and yeah. all these, you know, and the Fantastic Four and whatever. So they do that, and she's just smiling, and it's like a kind of a nice wraparound thing of her. You know, that's how they're going to get money, whatever. And we'll see if we see them later we'll on. See what their big plan is. But I don't the know, thing I, is, I, though. Sad if they never came back. Like, that's it, a good ending. They that, have like, to come back just because of, like you said, like that, whisper, yeah. that whispering seems to be setting up something. something and, yeah. uh, but I think that they are better than, you know, they are putting on. And I do like it, though, that because when this when the smoke clears and the Thieves Guild, they get out. Uh, you know, Peter and Black Cat are just sitting there and all, all of the heroes show up yeah. and they're just laying there on top of each other. So like, this ends, isn't you know, what it looks like. Yeah. And then it ends with basically, you know, Black Cat and, and Peter sitting there, Peter's Spider-Man costume. And she says, you know, I, I kind of a little upset. And he's yeah. like, oh, what's going on? You know, I know, you know, Doc Ock, he, he was doing some crazy stuff when he was made. And, you know, yeah. she finally like, believes all that. Yeah. It took yeah. her a while to wrap yep. her mind around and, that. And the, the big part is, and there's some feels here that she just, she starts crying at one point, basically says, no, it's not that. Me and you, you know, we had a thing and I do love you. And, and but I don't know who you are. I can't remember. I don't yeah. remember who you actually are underneath the mask. And he's like, yeah, you know, I ended up telling a lot of people, you know, the secret and they kind of had to do things. Yeah, That goes back to, so he's alluding to civil war there when uh, he revealed his identity with Tony. And then uh, it all got taken away with his deal with Mephesto. Mephesto. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You know, to bring back aunt May, but his marriage to Mary Jane vanished. Vanished. Yeah. Yeah. So he also got his identity back in that. He got his identity back and I'm sitting there and He's there looking, and it's like a four-panel deal. Well, he's just kind of sitting there. She's upset. He looked back, and he's like, Felicia, I'm like, don't do it, Peter. (laughs) I'm telling you, there's the worst. And this happens sometimes at DC as well. And it was like when The Flash uh, told Mina, who am I? Don't do it. Things do. They never go right. And yeah. He did. He showed her. He take. He took the medicine. He's like, my name's Pete. And he's like, you know what? You know that. You know. I, I please call me Spider Man still because that's, that's kind of cool. And <laughs> Peter. Uh, and yeah, I really liked it. While this is going on, and they hug, and now it ties back into that whole deal where I'm waiting for him to go back to Mary Jane, and a lot of drama, a lot yeah. of starting. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah, oh, I was no, waiting. Don't tell her. Don't. Yeah. And he told her, he went back and he's like, yeah, you know what? I was hanging out with, you know, Felicia, Black Cat. And, and you know, you have Mary Jane. It's like, oh, you mean your, your, uh, your ex? And he's like, yeah, well, she was upset because she didn't remember who I was. So I told her and, uh, you know, we're just friends. We weren't doing anything. She's like, you know, I'm not jealous. And then says back to that tie around line that I know I'm indispensable. And that's where we see Centipede Guy yeah. who is angry. Ends up punching wall has like some sort of, you know, thing with Felicia and, and Peter there that we already saw. And then ends with, you know, it should just be me and you, but yeah, who you, you can talk. I don't know. I really kind of think it it would be Mephesto. Who else would be so angry about, you know, the deal that he's, he formally made with Peter now being broken down and and the way at that he's back together with Mary Jane and someone he cares about being black cat knows his identity again. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it is as well. I, 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 I mean, it feels too obvious, which is why I, I, I'm leaning away from that 
being the guest, you know, I'm also never yeah. right about these things, but yeah, I'm not uh, either. <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> other than that, you know, I had no other clue other than Mephisto. It doesn't that, look like yeah. him really. So, and again, if it is, and the thing is where I'm my big thing that I always make Eric laugh, and this isn't even just on podcasts. It's anytime we're talking about a comic book, whenever a hero reveals his identity, I always tell him that it's three issues from there. And whoever knows that identity is dying. Yeah. And it could be that, you know, if, if this is Mephesa, he might just go after black cat just to be like, you know what, this is bull crap. He, he yeah. shouldn't have told you. And I'm going to take care of you though. I doubt that she'll be killed. But yeah. who knows? But I, I always make the guess. Stranger that. things have happened. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So I, I do think that this is going to lead to her in some trouble with, with even if it isn't a vessel, so if it's just centipede guy. Yeah, as we call him, still yeah, a lot think, of pot in the pots in the oven in this uh, yeah, yeah. series here. Yeah, but I, I really liked it. I, I thought that there was some feels, there was some, la- and that's one of the things that me and you have been complaining about uh, since this, uh, since Nick Spencer started this, is the fact that we're not getting a lot of fun, and we never thought the jokes were hitting. Yeah. These jokes, it's almost like he dialed them back, but made them work better. In yeah. they aren't they pop so- culture things that are yes. just thrown they, out they there out of nowhere, and they weren't so explained like i always yeah. feel like he went the extra yeah. step ex- explaining them yep. the joke and, and he didn't do any of that these jokes just were part of the character's background they were part just the spider-man without the hyphen it that's that was funny and yeah. then he had that little extra thing with peter saying it which made it even more funny so yeah it, it was really good i i really liked it, really uh, liked it i'm gonna give it an 8.5 and again the art has never been the problem for us with this book it's always nope. been the humor or lack thereof and and you know the story going back and forth and you know like you said hot and cold so yeah i'm going eight five i could even go as high as a nine i i liked it that much and i hope that this is the start of us just loving Spider-Man because that's yeah. what I've been waiting for since we started this podcast. Of yeah, really I hope like he's finding us. his groove. I yeah, hope he's yeah. officially found his groove. You know. Yeah, um, I hope so too. What would you give it? Yeah, I'm gonna match. I'm gonna go eight five. I, I just yeah. really did enjoyed it from the first page. I, I it wasn't something I anticipated being real no. excited about going in, and I think that you know helps my score be be maybe a little higher than maybe yeah. some other people would that have have currently been reading it and digging it all along, but. Uh, you know, I like the Thieves Guild is out of the picture. We can deal with maybe some of the other things I've been looking forward to or, or waiting for. And, you know, the the clue with that big bad we've all been waiting for the reveal of. He's still in the background. And I really just dug all the Mary Jane stuff. So. Yeah, yeah I did too. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And the next one yeah. is... And my problem is, is as we as I get ready for this podcast, I do the books in the order that I think we're going to talk about them. Mm-hmm. And and so I start with Amazing Spider-Man, which was my favorite issue of the week. And then I kind of had some down <laughs> downfall from there. I actually I like to end with something that I enjoyed so that when we start the podcast, I can be excited for it and kind of pretend that I'm not a miserable guy that I am all, all day long. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't do that. I should have saved Amazing Spider-Man for the end. But the next book is Fantastic Four, number three, written by Dan Slott. Or four, is it? Yes, yeah. it is four. Why not put three? Fantastic Four, number it's four. weird to say Fantastic yeah. Four, number Fantastic four. Fantastic Four, number four, written by Dan Slott, art by Stefano Caselli, Nico Leone, Eric Arkinilga, yep. DC Chris <laughs> Elipolopoulos. 
<laughs> I know these are. Some Isn't crap. that Uncle? That's Jesse? a new letterer. They I'm got a new hire over at VCs. Is that is that Uncle Jesse's cousin <laughs> in a full house? Isn't that him? the Fantastic Four are back home and face the mighty power of the Fantastics? Yeah, this issue felt like Dan Slott wanted to throw shade over at the Terrifics at DC. <laughs> yeah. That was throwing shade at the Fantastic Four and was told to get things in place and waste an issue so we can get to the big wedding in December. And this is pretty much a filler issue. It, it gets them to Earth. That's all it does. And and yeah. gets them, uh, in you know. In a very long-winded way. Yeah, and gets them living on Yancey Street, which, you know, kind of had to eventually be addressed because the Baxter building was bought by Peter yep. Parker and, and then lost sold in bankruptcy. Parker. Yeah, so <laughs> it's not there. So those are seem to be the two things put into place. In the meantime, I do think that you had – you know, Dan Slott poking fun at the Terrifics book that Jeff Lemire's writing over at DC. And if you aren't reading the DC books like we are, uh, that was the Fantastic Four of DC and this new age of heroes type of deal. And when, when that came out, we said it was, you know, we get the idea. You had the Fantastic Four of DC, but then when the Fantastic Four actually came back, which There's we have no now, it, there yeah. was no need for it. But both books are not doing that great no, in my mind. They're it's about equal footing. <laughs> yeah, this Fantastic Four book just seems to be waiting for the wedding with with Ben and Alicia. Once yeah. that's over, and Ben will get to business. Yeah, I maybe guess. we can get down to business because this Fantastics there they are fighting the Wrecking Crew. Uh, you even have like what looks like a little bit of amalgams of the terrifics and it goes back and forth. But yeah, they're, they're there. They're fighting the wrecking crew as the fantastic fours and everybody else are going to start teleporting back to earth. And if you remember the whole setup was, is that they made the deal that the, you know, Mr. Fantastic could bring the whole family to fight the big battle last couple issues and the big family was pretty much everybody in the multiverse, you know? <laughs> and so they have that and it, this just takes too long. Yeah. You it, have, it, it, Dan Slott is told to do a, like throwaway issue. I have no problem with that, but he makes it the most long winded yeah, throwaway is. issue I've ever read. Yeah. And you, you, you have goodbyes to people that, especially me, I, I'm telling you goodbyes to, Nothing, because I don't know. I didn't read FF. I didn't. So and I didn't know. And and really, it's been so long. So you're having these goodbyes to these characters that you don't care about. And then also having, you know, some little things where Spider-Man's there and he's like, hey, you know, talk, speaking of the Baxter building, he gets teleported away. The big joke is, and, and again, I don't need these kind of almost like fourth wall breaking jokes with Spider-Man yeah. with uh, Logan. Hey, uh, are you the real Logan? Or are you the guy who's back or the one from the past or the future? We ain't talking about it, bub. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need this. I don't I need know. this jokiness. And then you have... Ghost Rider. He does uh, the same thing. Are to you him. the the real one? Are you the new guy who's with the Avengers? Don't want to talk about it. Oh, here we go. And just I get know. back to yeah. Earth. It's and, weird because yeah. Dan Slott never wrote Spider Man that way when he wrote him for basically ten years. It's yeah. weird he writes him this way, and it's just a joke it's in this. Issue. Yeah, it's yeah. just a joke. And while they're doing this, yeah, you have Reed and the family. They're going back to Earth, but Dragon Man. And uh, a bunch of them are still going to yeah, stay as They're still going to yeah. be the future foundation. They're still going to go and explore. They're going to do things, whatever. 
I just was, I don't need this. Yeah. I, I want the Fantastic Four. And I know, like we said, and we keep saying it each week, that fresh start is kind of only a thing, I think, to, to me and you anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a name only. Yeah, it is. And so I understand that I'm not going to be getting what I really want, but for a book this big and, and a huge, there are people who don't read any Marvel but we'll be getting the Fantastic Four book because it's been so long and it's a it has not been big. It feels so small. And this issue to me makes it even smaller and pretty much points out, hey, by the way, we're going to have a wedding issue coming up in December. Just wait till that, because yeah. It, yeah, I mean, they go back to Earth. They finally get back there. And you have, oh, here we are. The Fantastic Four is back. And Conven- all these people. Conveniently land right in the one spot they need to be for yeah, this issue. Yeah. And, and, and so they, they end up with this whole deal with this other team. The Fantastics are fighting the Wrecking Crew. the whole time because I thought there were going to be six of them. I thought yeah. that was part of the, the I know. cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. So. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it's because they're fighting it. And the funny thing is the joke is. Is there a joke? The yeah. joke is that they're phony. They they have a press agent who, in the roundabout way, but then Dan Slott has to pull it back at the end because what happens is you have – and Johnny, he's the one who's, like, going out, like, Reagan crew, all right, the team's back, let's go. And they're getting in the way of this other team. And the other team has these people cheering for him. Go, Fantastiques. Go, Fantastic. And I'm just like, really? Like, like this, this isn't that fun. Oh, and so what they do – they end up finding out, and Val is the one, and, and there is kind of a, a little bit of humor with Val in my mind, a little subtle thing in the background, because Val figures it out, because she's like, you know, they're supposed to be, this is supposed to be their first appearance of this Fantastiques. How do they have signs already, yeah. and how do they have this? After her so, dad basically tells her to stay out of yeah, it. Yeah, says now, that she doesn't have superpower. Yeah. She's like, man, I thought being smart was a superpower. And, and so she goes, and there's a news crew, and she gets the thing, and she's like, you know what, something smells fishy here. How do they have these signs? Whatever. And I do like that Reed seems to – and it's it's classic Reed, where I don't think he had figured it out. He kind of did at one point because he says, <laughs> man, how do they know the names? And so – but when she's – when Val's like, you know, they have all this and they have that. Reed's like, yeah, good good going, kid. Way to figure it out. I'm like, you, you didn't know half of it there, Reed. But yeah, so they end up showing that this Fantastics is a made-up – you know, they're a made-up team – that is, and but the Fantastiques, like, the team almost itself. like they're trying to get this reality TV thing off the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah, and, and they wanted to replace the Fantastic Four, which was gone. Now they're back, so it's kind of like. And again, the little bit of a joke is, hey, look, DC, you want to have this? You know, the Terrifics. Well, the real goods yeah. are back, so you know, move oh, aside. But the <laughs> yeah. issue is, is that pretty much, I would guess that the people listening to this podcast right now. 10% are at the most are still reading that terrific book because it's garbage as the <laughs> French say, good. and it's not good. And so why are you wasting an entire issue for me to make fun of a book that I have to talk about once a month on our other podcast? And I hate, you don't need to do this really just let that book fail on its own. Yes. There's no it's reason. It's doing very well all by itself. Yeah, yeah. It's really, yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's doing well, not doing well. Yeah. And so, yeah, you find out it's a ruse. That, but at the end, the thing I said about I rolled Dan Slott pulling so back. You might have heard yeah. it in Pennsylvania. Yeah, really. <laughs> that and you running out of gas with your snowblower. Yeah. Hey, you're cursing. We're not allowed to curse on this. So they, they, uh, they have the idea, though, that, 
at the end. Well, the Fantastics team didn't know that this was a setup. I'm like, why? Why are you? Why are you pulling that back? Why are yeah. you making it so yeah, that you team... just ruined it even more? Yeah. Why are you making it that somehow you're going to bring this team back or something because they're not guilty of knowing this? I'm like, yeah. really? Because then they're like, then they're friends. They're shaking hands. Yeah, like, Johnny, oh, yeah, yeah. Johnny and the Ice Guy have a uh, going out there yeah. with their hands oh, go. Please. Like, come on please and then the the big deal of the uh you know val gets to show that she is gonna have a place on the team even though her superpower is just being very smart, smart. yeah uh, smarter than her dad he says yeah and then they're they're talking they they have the the press are there and they're talking about all this stuff but now we get to what we are on the last couple pages and this art change is not good yeah no but I like when you have uh, Ben shows up in the Fantastic Four car, yeah. hover car, and I like that. I'm like, okay, that's kind of the fun I wanted, but just comes and says, hey, because now finally, uh, you know, Reed realizes that they don't have the Baxter building. They can't go there, so they need somewhere to live, and they end up going and with Ben, and he's like, you can live on Yancey Street, no problem. We'll all live there. You know, Alicia's there. In the meantime, you had it earlier uh, where – you did have Alicia and Ben, you know, hanging out with Franklin. Franklin yeah. went with Ben and, you know, a big hug, yeah, big hug them. and stuff like that. But it, there really isn't that much of that, you know, really going on and stuff. So it ends and it just, it's such a throwaway issue to me. <laughs> and then it, it oh. so, and then in the whole deal, you had the, the, you know, shade being thrown at the Terrifics book over at DC. And then at the end, you have basically the next, the 650th issue with the wedding, which then throws shade at Tom King and Batman. That that little <laughs> bit of like, we're serious. We're, we're going to have a wedding. wedding. We're not going to yeah. bait you into well, this. They did it too and it's with, them too. The I know. With yeah. Mr. and Miss. Yeah. So it, 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 but it is kind of the both ways. And, but yeah, by the end, I, I was not that interested. I just want to get to this wedding issue. And then the next issue after that is when I will really start to kind of get a little mad if, if this book doesn't pick up because this should be one of the best books that we talk yeah. about. It's tell a story with it's a decent villain. Form. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yep, that's all we need. That's all we need, and we're not getting it. But yeah. I and, would. And get- <laughs> what even made me extra angry is when he's like, and he tells the uh, the dragon guy, he's like, yeah. Keep an eye out for whatever her name. Oh, no, I know. Oh, I'm like, no, don't you? And, and, and he's like, I know. We will. That the lady that they fought that just <laughs> yes. let them, you yeah, know, we walk all all over so much. We forgot her name and, already. We <laughs> forgot her name, and also she she was defeated. <laughs> By only having one transport to get out. That, yeah. that was all it was. Yeah. We only have one escape pod. To be stuck away yeah. from home. And that was that was what it was. She was homesick. That was yeah. her her eternal weakness. Uh, but yeah, when they said that, I'm like, I, I bet we're gonna see her again. I'm like, I don't wanna. I'd like yeah, to take that bet. I'll skip those issues. Yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna look. I'll close my eyes. But yeah, I'd give this a, a six. Uh, the art change, the art at the beginning, I liked, and then that art change was a little down. Uh, again, I, I want to be positive. I like Val a lot. I think that she, you know, got a little spotlight, which I didn't mind. Uh, but everything else was just pure filler to get to this wedding. That's all it was. Get them on earth and get, you know, show Alicia again with Ben and off we go. There you go. And there's nothing else to it. Uh, what would you give it? 
Yeah, I'm going to be just, uh, I'm going to stay at a, a five, five here. I'm not yeah. going to nudge it up to a six. Cause I have some other books. I liked a little more than this that, uh, that yeah, I'll probably throw a six at okay. later. Yeah. But, uh, even the beginning where, um, Val is, is, you know, saying her goodbye to the dude that's all red and her yeah, dad yeah. kind of like rushes her out of there, makes yeah. her feel like a jerk. I was like, yeah. eh, that's, that's a little weird. Like that's and, not a good family. And there was even a I'm weird thing forward. there when, when they were, when they were saying goodbye and he comes over and he's like, ah, oh, you know, let's cut the short. And like, Dad, why don't you like him? No, no, it's not that. It's just I'm afraid of how you are with him, but I yeah. love you. And I'm like, you act like really a dummy. Weird. It like, really yeah. felt weird, though. The yeah. whole deal, like it was really like it, it was butchered up that scene. And it, yeah, because well, I never really got the idea. She acted like a, a dummy around. No, him. well, again, this is the thing. I'm coming into this. How the heck do I know? No, I, not, this is not, right. you didn't set happened. anything up. <laughs> if you're going to do this, use some of this time. You know, really, yeah, don't have a confusing yeah. in this issue. None of it's to really come get get the point across that Val acts yes. dumb around this boy yeah, that her no. dad gets bugged. And so with that, the heck with this lady who's homesick, the villain. <laughs> Why didn't you just have you know give us some character work so I know what you're hitting at there? But yeah, everything's just kind of thrown at yeah. you, and like, and it, yeah. to me, like I said, it almost seems as if Dan Slott's like. He doesn't care too much. He's making some jokes. He de- like this isn't important to him. You just have to get to the wedding. So if it's not important to him, in my mind, it's important to me. No, so yeah, uh, it just kind of was like, I, eh. just, I can't give it that six ish saying it's okay. Yeah. It's just below that, it's a five. five. I'm just especially positive. with that. Arc. I'm a positive fella. It <laughs> yeah. is what I've been told. So I'm telling you, six in this podcast. I mean, we, yeah, it's like a five at the we other. Been so. celebrating the art on this book at all since no. it started. So it's and, and that's I've, I've even changed and everything yeah. else i've spelled out that i that's the one thing that's really impressed me throughout doing this you know all these 32 episodes is the art is is really strong i, I rarely have a time where i don't like the art and yeah this art to me with that change and things like that it just wasn't anything i just didn't really even think about it i was just yeah. like okay here we go oh there's an art change it's just so weird they get one of their better artists they have yeah you know, yeah rubik to do the covers and then they just kind of do get whoever yeah. to do the insides yeah, thrown in and strange. again and it just that doesn't feel like you're telling me that it's a big book and it right. is it's yeah. huge it should be uh, it should be well we're gonna go to your quick books now and what yeah. do you have for us this week well, I got it easy on the fans this week. We're just going to do one. I'll catch everyone up on the rest of Spider-Verse uh, issues that came out this week, next week. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we got Vault of Spiders 2 is the one I haven't covered yet. Uh, I was actually kind of looking forward to this one because we get some Spider-Man's uh, extended Spiders origin. Yeah. yeah, we get some extended origin in here. But we got uh, writers of Cullen Bunn. He's, he does the Spider-Man's one with Mark Bagley, Andrew Hennessy, and Chris Sotomayor. And then Ryan North. David A. Williams, Andrew Crossley on the second one, Jeffrey Thorne, Todd Harris, and Andrews Mosa on the third story. Uh, the Vault of Spiders doesn't have many redeeming qualities this week. With some stories that look like they were pulled out of the Legar, what do you say, Legar Garbage, <laughs> the Legar Garbage <laughs> truck ideas leading into Spider Geddon. Uh, if you're curious about our boy Spiders Man. Spider's this, man. Yeah, this may be all you find of interest here, to be honest. And for some strange reason, I have a feeling like I've read most of that before. Because some of it is those just recycled panels from that kind of extended introduction we got to him in one of the issues. Yeah. Uh, but maybe I'm just also losing my mind, deja vu type thing going on there. I, I don't know. I swear I read uh, at least half the panels in that story, though, really? before. 
So this was a hard pass for me as far as Vault of Spiders go. Uh, again, it's just like a compilation book. I thought it was actually $4.99. Um, it was not. It was only $3.99. So even Marvel knows better than to try to, you know, tag an extra yeah. dollar on this extended page count. And the the other two were, one was a uh, Mr. Stacy, like, you know, Officer Stacy Spider-Man version. And one was an Aunt May Spider-Man version. Really? And then they were... Just so awful, I can't even really, really? describe it. Uh, so, don't yeah, unless you need a Spider's Man's fix, you know, stay away from it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go to my QuickBooks now. We're going to do these right in a row. And I have two, two that came out today, and they have a common theme that is Black Panther. And the first one's Black Panther number six, and it's written by Tennessee Coates, art by Jen Bartell. And she is a fill-in artist for this one issue. And I will say right away that she is pretty good. I actually like the art a lot in this. You didn't read this, right? What's that? No, I didn't get around to it. And and I'll tell you, it it still has the problems that that we think that it had all along is that you don't get a lot of Black Panther. And Black Panther continues without any Black Panther. We do get the future, I guess, Killmonger. And see, he's not happy just being an avatar, but he wants to be a god. This issue peters along for a bit while Coates throws names at the reader. and, And really, he's throwing a lot of names out of black panther lore and if you are not a huge black panther fan they're just going to come right at you and go right over your head uh and make sure that everyone catches on that this is all another political allegory he is writing but once we see that njaka gets to a clintar in the past you have a flashback things actually pick up and they show that he had gotten the symbiote And he is uh, intent to become a god with that. And it all sets up what should be a big moment coming up. And basically, the whole idea is, is he sees the writing on the wall. That any time you are the Avatar, the Black Panther, all that, you're going to have another guy who shows up and becomes that, takes your place. And he knows that Black Panther is out and about. He knows that the legend has returned. So he is taking steps to make sure that he does not get defeated and actually becomes a god. And and it's not bad. But when it ends, you end up actually with probably the best couple pages that we've had in the series. So it's one of those where... It's going to end up with Killmonger versus Black Panther. That makes sense in, in, in all sorts of ways. But the idea that you have a symbiote included uh, and stuff like that. Actually, finally, I got a little excited. Phil and artist Jim Bartell does a good job. And maybe, just maybe, things will finally pick up from here. And a couple issues from now, we'll actually have it on the regular podcast. It's going to take a couple that I have to really be I, sold on it. it right now. This is actually the first issue, like flicking through it. I have a, a vague interest in. Yep, I'm telling you what. And they, you know, it ties into the whole Clintar stuff that we got over in Venom. It really ties in to the whole deal. Now, by the end, you do end up having like a four page battle with no doubt. It's very quick near the end, but. I, I liked. I actually liked it enough. I would say it's still. If you haven't been enjoying Black Panther, this might be something. Can I have a, a new rating called "Give It a Peek"? But like you are, you're flipping through it. If you're at the the comic store, I know that I shouldn't say Buy that. Or Don't use the comic store as a library. But really, look through it like Brandon's doing, and you may actually be like, you know what? I, I like it, and. 
I, I want Black Panther to succeed. I love the character. I love the character more than a lot of people do. And I think that that's one of the problems is he's not. Yeah, the movie was huge. Yeah. But the comic just never really hits with a lot of people. And I, I really thought this fresh start was going to be the way to get it going. And you, you the iron's hot. You're going. And it just I, I don't like this series at all. But this actually gives me hope that maybe. You know, we, we're through a first arc. Now we go to the next, and maybe that will pick up a bit. So it, it's it's a peak. That's my rating, a peak. Yeah. The next one is Black Panther versus Deadpool number two. And if you remember, I really like that number one issue. I, yeah, I really, like really like it. Forever ago. Yeah, I know. And the problem, written by Daniel Kibblesmith and art by Ricardo Lopez Ortiz, who I'm a fan of. Uh, Black Panther vs. Deadpool continues, and while this issue wasn't as good as the first, it had Deadpool with a zebra head for an arm. That's all you need. He is an, <laughs> instead of an arm, he has a zebra head. Yeah, this book is played up for last, but I still think Kibble Smith does a great job with Black Panther, uh, a little better at points than some other writer we may have mentioned yeah. earlier. And his Deadpool is good as well. Uh, this issue, though, is just set up to get the team up. Deadpool has been begging for since this miniseries started. I think some may be thrown off by Ricardo Lopez's Ortiz's art. I'm a fan of it. But, yeah, it's it's a little gritty. Uh, sometimes it, it's tough to follow at, at certain times, but it's it's very bloody. It fits the story. Uh, you even have at the beginning, you have these bros, these two brothers who are like these real douchebags that are hunting in Africa. That's how, uh, you know, Deadpool ends up getting a zebra head as an arm. And it's crazy. But pretty much the whole series, so fun. the whole series so far has been based on the idea that the whole time Deadpool is trying to do the right thing. Uh, he is trying to, uh, you know, do what's right, go and get uh, what he needs to get. And everything that he does makes it look like he is a piece of crap to Black Panther. So when he shows up with a zebra head as an arm, it's to save the zebra, even though it's a weird way of saving him. Uh, you, you have pretty much Black Panther say to him, well, you cut off a, a precious zebra's head as a joke like you never take he's like no no it's not about that but he really wants us team up and it ends up that they are going to team up uh to save wakanda together it seems at this one point but you get the jokes like at one point uh he uh he black panther tells uh deadpool you're gonna stay out of wakanda forever and deadpool's like wakanda forever that that's kind of catchy that that could catch on (laughs) like stuff like that it's little little jokes like that but i i would give it I, I would give it a uh, what a keep. What what are the ratings? Buy, I don't know. I, I buy, borrow, forget. We. I would say if you read the first issue, uh, I would still buy the second. If you haven't read the first issue, go and buy the first one first and see. But yeah, I'd still buy this. I, I would give it a buy. Uh, I enjoyed it. And so I got some jokes, and it's one of those you can read and just have some fun with. Uh, with the juxtaposition of some of the most brutal art and just bloody uh, Deadpool is just, he's a bloody mess the whole time. So it's good though, but yeah, we're going to move on though, back to the regular books. And this was the book that we ended up uh, throwing out at the last second. We decided to do it uh, because we both enjoyed it. And what is it? It's going to be dead man. Logan number one, written by Ed Brisson art of art team of Mike Henderson, Nolan Woodard and VCs, Corey Pettit. Last we saw of old man Logan was him supposedly dead at the end of his own series just last month after cutting off Maestro's head. I actually anticipated this being an old man searching for peace in the afterlife type story going down here, 
but Marvel seems intent on the bait and switch. So while I was initially bitter at first by the conclusion of the first or by the conclusion of the first issue, I was interested in where this is headed. So let's talk about why. Yeah, and you, you start off and the X-Men find, you know, old man Logan, he's there up in Canada. He seems Space to be dead. Yeah, still, you get yeah. your favorite glob there. Glob, he's, he's, there. He's, he's so concerned there. And <laughs> he, yeah, he has you, popped in and out of the old man uh Logan yeah. story, you know, the comic book issues, you know, here and there he had a few issues he guest starred in, but yeah, he he is far from my favorite. Actor. Yes, <laughs> and so basically, he's there, like you said, he's already done his beheading there. Yeah. They grab him and they take him back to the and mansion. Maestro. They yeah, take him yeah, to yeah, and Maestro. Yeah, and Maestro. Yeah, and uh, so they basically. I don't mind this. If it's a weird thing to think that people would not know what's going on with Logan, like you're going to read Dead Man Logan, it, but they do a good enough job that it is a setup to tell you that Logan has 12 months to live, mm-hmm. that his healing factors messed up his adamantium thing. Everything they go is through, you know, them like, by the way, Logan, we just did test on you and all this. And he's like, I know, I know, but it, it was a good little catch up. Yeah, and he, he wants no help. Like he, he, they're yeah. like, listen, we could get you help. We got some of the best minds that could get on it. He's like, no, I, I've, I've accepted it. You know, I, I want to be with my wife, my family, like it's time. And, Yep. Yeah. And so basically, yeah, he just wants to, he says, I'm going to die in 12 months. That's fine. It is even, he's like, how long do I have? You have 12 months. Okay. And I said to you, it's funny. uh, You have this as a 12 issue mini. So I don't know if it's each issues a month. It'd be weird for what's going on. Uh, But he goes off then. I mean, it's pretty quick. He says to Glob, hey, get my backpack. Uh, Thanks a lot. I'm going to see you later. I have things to do. He goes to the bar with no name and just starts a full out brawl. This is uh, it's all a setup from this big splash page in the beginning where you see the names on his arm. He's trying to just sew up any loose ends. So he he makes sure this future never happens, even though, you know, the date it was supposed to happen has already passed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But even that this is I like this. It's kind of a twist. Because he wants to get Mysterio, and the reason is, is he realizes whatever's going on, but he doesn't want to leave with the possibility that he could use that power in the future to do any sort of thing. So yeah. I, I didn't mind that. To somebody else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want this to ever happen. He doesn't want Mysterio because they even go and they give you that little background of when he thought he was saving the X-Men and ended up killing them all. That, that's the whole deal uh, of his thing. And while this is going on, you have Miss Sinister <laughs> at this bar. And the problem with this is it's one of those things like a, you know, he ends up causing the most problems by showing up there because she ends up reading his mind and finds out exactly what Mysterio can do. Yeah. And then ends and up what he's so afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. And what could the, you know, the power that Mysterio actually has. And also then a guy who pretty much is a pretty tough guy. The guy's like, you know, snitches get stitches. He doesn't tell, he doesn't tell Logan exactly, you know, everything going on, but she reads minds and she yeah. knows now where Mysterio is everything. and Logan also why what Logan didn't want her to know. You know? Yeah. And then you have Glob back at the mansion. Uh, what is going Glob on in porn. This scene? He's looking at Glob porn. It looks like he's just oh looking at uh, amoebas. I was and like, then, we need to see him. I know. Glob. Forge walks in and it's like, oh, yeah. But, see why I don't like Glob? No, yeah, yeah, really. I mean, really. I mean, he, he had a bone. 
Uh, yeah, he's all bones. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, Forge is like, hey, you see Logan? You know, tell him I want to see him. And th- there's a weird deal with this because later on, when Club gets a hold of him, he's like, yeah, you know, Forge, he wanted to talk. tell him to, you know, get a hold of me personally. Well, he wanted me to pass on. Okay, well, tell him. It's, it's just a weird deal. Well, yeah. they find, you find out because Clint shows up, Hawkeye shows it is up. Straight, because this, the whole um, Forge thing starts in the beginning of the issue where yeah. when they're, they're loading everybody up and taking them back home, he notices something, but we don't see what it yeah. is. Yeah. And, and, and we find out by the end, but yeah. Yeah. And so you have then in Brooklyn, you have. You know, old man Logan there, and that's when Hawkeye shows up and yeah. says, this "Hey, is Mysterio's old base." He's, he's yeah, yeah, and an he's, he's trying to figure out uh, and, globe here, and yeah, and Hawkeye shows up and basically says, "Listen, I can help you. I, I, I know. You know, let me team up with you. We'll go get Mysterio together." And I like this, and it's very quick, so it's not drawn out, and it's basically Logan's like, "No, I'm doing this myself. I don't need you." And then Hawkeye just says, "Listen." Well, we can do the dance here. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. I'm going to annoy you so much that you're going to tell me that I can Which go. Which he's done before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's just like, just, you know, let's skip to the chase. Did you ever read let's Old Man Logan? Yeah, I, I only read the first uh, trade, though. Yeah, because that, yeah, that's as far as the, I got. They're um, the, the original one by Millar. Yeah, they, yeah. This is who he hangs out with in that yeah. future. Is yeah, I ended up only reading that. the first six issues uh, yeah. of it. When it, and actually was the first thing I read when I got the Marvel Unlimited app was the first thing I went on yeah. and read that. And I, I, I really liked it. Yeah, I just I, I have all those problems now. Crazy in yeah. that book. I have all these problems, though, like things that I love. I just I don't have enough time. To I know because we're doing way. so many other things. But we find out that Mysterio is in a mental hospital he, yep. he's insane he's there he, and basically he he might he have PTSD. himself yeah oh yeah he is because he is using his mind he is really setting up this reality that is far from what it really is but you see miss sinister show up and say like hey come on you know what I'm gonna get you out of here and he's like i don't want to get out of there what what do you think and it's funny too because they keep pushing the idea even when logan and Hawkeye earlier about Mysterio usually getting beat up by Daredevil or, or Peter because yeah. he's in New York and all that. And he even says, he's like, I don't want to leave here. I am safe here. I have my dream world here. Look, look at my hot lady here. Yeah. And, oh, it's awful. But make people their sexiest. Yeah, yeah. I'm making everybody sexy in this. I, I'm like <laughs> Hugh Hefner in, in, in here. And I have all my Playboy bunnies. And uh, he's like, I don't want to get beat up by Daredevil and Spider-Man. It's like, no, listen. We're going to go out because I know I've seen you're a lot more powerful than you think. And we can kill all of the X-Men now and we can yeah. do this. You don't have to worry about Deadpool, Wolverine, or anybody anymore yeah. ever. And it's funny, too, because she is getting a little over-the-top sexy with him. She is yeah. putting her bosom in his face. And I think he still just wants to stay there with yeah, that old he lady. Does. He does. He absolutely turns yeah. her down. And he's, yeah. the only thing that gets him going is when she's like, well, then Logan's coming here. Yeah, to that's the last step. She even <laughs> He doesn't even care about... I don't need to destroy the X-Men. And he's like, oh, well, I'll leave. Because really, old man Logan, he's going to be here in about five minutes. He's going to slice you from stem to sternum. And he's like, all right, let's go. And in the meantime, you do get this uh, delay because Logan wants to just go in, you know, like a superhero, like somebody who's going in and just go through the roof, through a window. 
Yeah. No, Hawkeye's like, no, we'll just do it by the book. This is how this is going to be so easy. <laughs> he shows up, and this is this <laughs> is pretty good because he's there, and this lady's there, and she's like, "Can I help you?" It's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, Hawkeye here. I'm from the Avengers. You're not an Avenger. Yeah, I'm Hawkeye, hot guy." And he's like, "Come on now." And the best is, she's like, "I know the Avengers. You know, they got Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man. Yeah, you know, Black Widow, Black Panther, Ant Man, Stingray." He's like, "Stingray, really?" I'm Hawkeye. She's like, I don't know you, hot guy. And then it's funny. Logan's like, come on, let's get out of here, hot guy. And they go. And <laughs> he's still so mad. Stingray. He's like, hey, let's go. We're going to do things my way. And he's behind him. Stingray. It hurts me, Logan. You know, Stingray, it hurts me. It really hurts. And it actually made me laugh a lot. It was good. It was- uh, yeah, we do see, though, that basically Miss Sinister is pretty bad. She's pretty bad, but. Uh, basically anybody who got in their way where they went to the lockdown to get Mysterio's equipment that she killed. And yeah. Mysterio even says, you, you didn't have to kill these people. We could have snuck out. Then you, you leave no trail. And she's like, it's not fun. And then you get, you know, again, you get a little bit of an extended uh, scene where you have Hawkeye and Logan trying to figure out where, you know, Mysterio has gone. There's a guy there who's, you know, a crazy guy who wants candy to give up, you know, the <laughs> yeah, deal. Yeah, they're bribing him and it, it, the whole deal. And it's just basically so we know that, you know, Mysterio and Miss Sinister has have enough time to get And out. also so we know that nut allergies should be taken seriously. Yes, because what happens is Hawkeye goes and gets this guy a candy bar. And he's like, this has nuts. What happens if I have an allergy? Hawkeye's like, do you? No, but that's not the point. <laughs> the best thing of this whole scene to me is then Logan just says, go get him another candy bar without nuts. <laughs> yeah, now no. this is where Logan's like, you know, let's figure out what's really going on. Tell me what's going on. And basically, this guy doesn't really have any information. No, guy comes back. It's the best. Hawkeye comes back and he's like, throw that bu- throw that candy in the trash. He got nothing. And yeah. I'm like, really? You're not even just going to give him that? No, I, know. Oh, I liked all the interactions here. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, at the end, you do see where uh, Forge then is working out a, a little deal and he yeah. heads off to the wastelands. He heads the, off to Old from, Now, this looks like the machine that um, Maestro was using at the end of their fight with okay. Old yeah. Man Logan, where, you know, he just. Yeah, and again, I didn't read that. that so. could send Old Man Logan back. Yeah, so that's what I, he. I really liked it. And yeah. then it looks like Forge now has it working because. He sends himself back to yeah, the wasteland. To the wasteland. So we'll see. And he, it's funny too because. I guess he didn't really know what was going on. I mean, no, he uses I, it, but he certainly it, didn't know. Because it does say here where uh, he's like, let's see where we go. Yeah. Last known location set, which is what uh, Maestro had that set up for yeah. in the last issue. So and he goes, he's and just he peeking at where it was all coordinated to go yep. and finds the way. And then he says, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> he says H-E double toothpick. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, you have where. Uh, Mysterio and Miss Sinister go to this undisclosed location, the Pacific Ocean. They go. It's this big, you know, group that they're setting up that they're going to have him join, uh, as she kind of pointed Neo out. Hydra. Yeah, and it's it's Neo Hydra is what it is. So you have <laughs> that was, this that was a little eye rolly, but uh, other yeah. than that, I liked everything else. Yeah, yeah and it's kind of, it is kind of goofy, but yeah, it's Neo Hydra. Uh, that is going to be the big bad then in this. And I, I'm telling you, I actually really liked it. I, I liked it a lot. And it shocked me because, yeah, there's some things that I didn't quite get, like get as much, like yeah. the machine. 
But yep. I got it enough that I'm like, okay, Forge has a machine that takes him to the wasteland, and he didn't really realize that's where he was going to go. It's better if you knew that that was the machine, or, you know, the whole deal. But, yeah, I, I really liked it. I'm going to give it an eight. It's easily my second favorite issue of the week that we read and are reviewing. Uh, what would you give it? I'm I'm gonna nudge it just above Spider Man. I'm gonna go nine for this book. I really okay. enjoyed it, and even even the art, I I really didn't like it at first, and by the end, I was digging it. I was I really enjoyed it. Um, the tie-ins to you know every I've read all of yeah. them. Logan's yeah, and that's book. where it's, you're gonna have an up and score if you've yeah. read all of the issues, and really it ties in. Yeah. yeah, there's just a lot of care put into this book, and and you know I thought this was just gonna be a a pop out and number one thing, and just kind of be throwaway series, but it. I like the direction it's headed towards, and, and I'm on board for, for where this goes, I think. Yeah, um, and, and the, the thing that I had, and I know that it's not the same deal, but I actually have read Return of Wolverine, and that's garbage. Yeah. And so with that— this is my Wolverine title at the yeah, moment. And, and with that, that so when I read this, not really having that much of a background going into it, especially recently— uh, you know, reading Old Man Logan, which is funny because I we've mentioned that me and Eric were actually in an issue of Old Man Logan, yeah. uh, you know, a while back. Uh, so not going in, I just thought, oh, I hope this isn't just thrown out there like that Return of Wolverine because I'm not enjoying that at all, and I really enjoyed that. And again, we also we we say a lot that we we're going to vote when we have a number one and things like that, but my vote is to keep talking about this. Because yeah, I I'm like it keep a lot. Reading it. As long as we're going to keep reading it, we might as well talk about. It. Yeah. Yeah. The next one, we may have a a short leash (laughs) on. And it's what I was looking forward to so much. Ironheart, number one, written by Eve Ewing, art by Kevin Labranda, Luciano Vecchio, uh, Matt Miller, and VCs Clayton Kells. The start of the Ironheart series was a big disappointment for me. I wanted fun and excitement. I got a lot of talking and standing around. Sure, Eve Ewing shows how smart Riri is, but also shows that she's not very nice and, and not much else. For a first, and like Star Trek. I don't like Star Trek. You don't yeah. like Star oh, Trek or no. Star Wars. No. Star Star anything. Get Star Wars. You tell out me of here. Star Wars. I mean, how about Battle of the I'm, Network Stars? You like that? You, uh, you that, that was a little before my time. How about Starcade? You ever watch that? Starcade? No, no, not Stargate. I, I told you. You don't I, like Stargate? I, That's I'm one of Eric's favorites. Stars in the sky at this point. You know? How about the Dallas Stars? You like them? They, no, they have a Stanley Cup, right? That, the Dallas Stars? Seated, hey, we just hit it. I'm on How about the Dallas Cowboys? They have a star in their helmet they'll, they'll i hate them beat the bills twice in super them. bowls don't yeah, like see, them either doesn't work out for you these no, stars, doesn't. You, you don't like uh the kardashians they're big stars no yeah, oh, you're not a big oh fan. god i am not a kardashian fan yeah, i don't like those i get stars. mad when they're on the tv in my house starfish you, you like those you ever eat uh, i like star row okay do you ever eat starfish you ever have that no. as a uh one of my buddies had it. he said it's not very good yeah, He's also it, a guy who had. Doesn't chi- look like it has any taste. No, that's the thing. He he also had chicken feet the one time. He was all into these fried chicken feet, and then basically realized there's not much meat on the chicken yeah, feet. You're better off just going wings, buddy. We yeah, got really. Down to a science. I, I said he he taught me a rhyme that I will take through life. There ain't no meat on the chicken feet. That's how I go <laughs> yeah. through life. For a first issue with a cool character. This wasn't as new reader friendly as it should have been, and even knowing it was an oversized number one. It was such a chore to get through. I, yeah. I really had a problem. Plus, plus she's a giraffe. And she, she's yeah. not a Dracula. She looks very giraffey on the first. Yeah, I, I don't uh, know. I don't know what's going on. She looks I don't like know. inside, but yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, I'm telling you, the art in this, I really like. This so is another I. one of those. Yeah, that's that where that a lot really of my like. score is going to come and from. I, and I'll tell you, I know that 
you know, this is a Brian Michael Bendis character. And like stars, you love Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. But going with this, though, you're, you know, you're going to give it a clean slate. You're going to go with yeah, it. So but the, the issue, it's, it's a weird deal. Like you said, it kind of does a weird way of trying to tell you who Riri is in an odd way. Like she likes Star Trek and things like that kind of relying on the fact that she's been a character that's been out for a while. So, but I really thought that this is one of those books that you really should have really set up. Number one, that this book will be exciting. Mm-hmm. Number two, that you would like Riri and maybe want to become her friend, or, but she comes off. I, I don't even want to, I don't want to use certain terms, but boy, she comes yeah. off as mean. She comes yeah. off as real mean. mean. He comes off as a non-people person that just is not fun. And I think and, what they try to do is is play it off like she's real guarded because of everyone she's yes, lost. That's what it, they're going. It doesn't with. work. No, it doesn't with me. And and just this whole idea. And yeah, she's at MIT. She has her lab. We all we know this if you know the character. And just an aside, where we talk about this a lot on the DC podcast of what type of books are those type of books? Old Man Logan, Dead Man Logan. That that's a that's a Brandon book. That's yeah. Wolverine. Oh, yeah. You're in through and through. A character like Riri. That's when I'm in. Like a lot of people, this is one of a book that I'm sure people that have, you know, diversity in their name, you know, will have a a fit about just not like it based on title. name. These are the books that I am drawn to this uh, unstoppable wasp. Now, they don't always work out for me. They really don't. Moon Girl. These are the type of deals. Gotham Academy over at D.C. uh, and stuff like that. So I am the target audience for a thing like this. And right away, I was bored. I actually was like, boy, this this is just that I don't like Riri the way she's presented here. That yeah. it's more that, like, uh, and, you know, and it's a missed opportunity. To, they could almost play it off like a Save by the Bell Dean yeah. student relationship, yeah. where, where you know they go back and forth and have a uh, rocky but relationship yeah. at least. And it, it's just like she's just mean to authority. And, and she's Dean, mean Dean, to strangers, Brian, mean to everybody. He's a jerk. She's mean. These <laughs> poor people who are there and they're Just dignitaries and things like that. Have and to she, suffer, suffer the awkwardness of dealing yeah. with it all. And so by the end of this, and this book's getting rave reviews, and I think there's that that back and forth with a with a character like this and a book like this that there are going to be some people who you know i hate to say it are going to give it over overly positive scores just because of what it is i want to love it i i really do but you get eve ewing and i think the whole thing through this you you pointed out that they want to make it so that she's guarded because of all the people she lost her dad her stepdad her friend all that stuff but eve ewing also wants to show you how smart she is and that's that's the best thing of Riri is she's she's a genius and she does make this tech, but it's not fun no. you, you have her she is a tech genius and the biggest thing you get is her showing off this tech explaining it in a way that's not in layman's terms and it's just boring to read and I think Eve Ewing is a poet uh, and she didn't even know it but uh <laughs> she's a poet and I think that a lot of times when people jump in on books like this and i don't know i i'm not aware of her doing a lot of comics but she's over explaining everything it, yeah. it's too wordy not letting not, good art do yeah, any work and like i'm telling you like just in a scene where you have riri there trying to explain 
how she makes these gadgets and things. It is over the top. I'm running analytics on my own behaviors, weaknesses, even my dreams. I want to synthesize an AI system that will serve as an effective complement too. And and she's just yes, I understand she's on. smart. Even the bad guy, when we we start hitting the bad guy, he's doing the same yeah, exact yeah. thing. Yeah, and and that's the other problem is when you have this bad guy show up. Same voice they, that Riri to me does not have a unique voice in this. It's just kind of okay. She's saying lines to show how smart she is. She, yeah, yeah, she doesn't you, sound like a college student. Like, no, she, they try, but it doesn't come yeah. off that and way. And you end up with an idea where you have Eve Ewing who wants to. She's going to defeat this guy who used Sonics and things like yeah, that. Crap. He's actually and, a cool villain. Yeah, yeah yes, he looks cool. He yeah, looks like a black Spider-Man and white uh, Spider Man. Shows up in our. Really Really interesting and, yeah. and they're done well so if you ever you know get five minutes read one of those okay, i think you yeah. like it but he's yeah. not he's not fun here no and he's there and she is going to use her smarts to defeat him more than her tech you, you know that whole deal where she figures out okay i can shut down the power grid which shuts down his uh, and and it goes through this it's just it just goes on and on it just goes on and on <laughs> and on and i'll tell you if you're paging through it there's a point where she ends up when the, the lights go out, when she shuts out the lights, yeah. she's got the giraffe neck again when she goes, oh, the fight is over, huh? You got giraffe neck. There it is, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, the whole deal is it ends with her bringing him down and him saying, you know what? We're, we're a lot alike. You don't realize this. Here, have this disc. She goes off, and now she's thinking back at her parents. She's thinking back of all this stuff. She has a fidget spinner in the art, which nobody has those anymore, believe me. Uh, My kids said – Logan told me that if you – get caught dead you have a fidget spinner and, and you might as well just start punching yourself because you're gonna the get schools won that battle because they allowed them in the classrooms which yeah. made them and no it, longer cool yep. nope nobody thinks they're <laughs> cool anymore but she yeah. she has one and she ends up getting a call uh from her mother's friend's son who's like hey what's going on it's a friend of hers but you know nothing that she really thought he would call she's like where'd you get the number We're like be honest like oh you know my mom was told you know that i should call you and she's like i don't need that uh, but then they he's like hey what's that visor there yeah and you lost me again because he's like oh that it's cosplay and you probably think that's nerdy right and she's really mean. And he's like, he's like, no, she has like two it. temperatures here. Super yeah. hot. Super or- hot and super cold. Yes. Cold as ice. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's cosplay. You don't like it. And he's like, no, no, I do. I, I really do like Star. I like Star Trek. You know, I'm a big fan. And they they end up bonding with that because you know they're both you know star trek nerds and like deep space nine right <laughs> so underrated i'm like really, really? <laughs> you know and I, the best is you know who cisco is on this deep space nine no, no. i do and, and i felt bad that i did afterwards i'm like really why do i know next thing you know and, and believe me he's not singing the thong song yeah, yeah you, you throw think. some next generation characters out there. I have a vague recollection of them, but yeah, yeah. Deep Space Nine, I, that got changed quick. I just made a Cisco thong song joke, and you didn't even laugh at me. No, listen, the thong listen, song, listen. Cisco. I, I love the Cisco <laughs> song. There's no joking about that. There's no joke. Like. You don't joke. There, there's only two things you don't joke about: the, the Buffalo Bills and Cisco's thong song. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that, isn't that the national anthem of? 
uh, Buffalo. That's yeah, only Buffalo. during the winter time, though. Yeah, really. I, I see those people at the games. <laughs> those crazy yeah. people. But yeah, crowd. And so you get an extended six pages of, you know, Jay Z's this, and yeah, okay, mm. then it's that, and this. It's, it just goes back and the forth. The references here are. Okay, so the I think they're of interest to the writer, but they're yeah. not of interest to current college no. students. Uh, I'm telling you right now, yeah, there's no way. I have an 18-year-old, a 17-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 12-year-old in the house right now. And the one the other day, they were talking about the and they're all into rap. They all love rap. So yeah. the other day they're sitting the there arguing. Actually, no. And here, here's here's old me. Uh, you know, the old head, as they were calling me. They said, like, oh really? Like you like the Jay Z. I think I'm being cool. Yeah. Uh, you like the Jay Z's, don't you? Like uh, M&M's, the peanut M. You like M&M? And they're like, no way. They're so old. We like we like dads. They want like six nine. I'm sitting there. I'm like six nine. And then the next thing I know, that guy's in jail. Yeah, he's in jail for being. He's in big trouble. And then the other one is a. Yeah, you don't even know. I like ASAP Rocky. I'm like, I don't know what you just called me, but you better watch it there, kids. <laughs> don't I'm tell your me father. To anything up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there like, really? And so I read this. I'm like, oh, she, you know, uh, you have, uh, what's her name? Eve Ewing. I don't know how old she is, but uh, she she's kind of going. She's my age by her interest and what she's yeah. throwing out there. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we didn't get a little Cisco thong song in here. Yeah. Been cool. <laughs> But yeah, and they're like Jay Z, this, and also that's the best thing too because in a they got tribe, reference a tribe, a tribe called yeah. Quest. Who was I'm sitting there. She's like, really? You don't even listen to the Sugar Hill Gang? What you with nowadays? I'm like, really? Tribe. I love Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, I think it, Tribe's great. You know, I, I, I love Q-Tip. He has one of the best voices, but I don't know that she'd be, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. We don't We don't know college yeah, kids. We don't. Maybe Maybe it's all coming back around. Oldies maybe it is. It's good Next now. Again, you know, you know? Run DMC's in. We're listening to my Adidas, one of my favorite <laughs> bands of all time. And that's not a joke. They are one of my favorite bands. But yeah, so it ends then with her having a really nice time. Uh, ends up stopping. Uh, you know, they, they end up having to go to bed and like, all right, we'll go to bed. All right. You know, maybe we'll talk tomorrow. It seems like this is starting a friendship that might become yeah. more at the end. Then when you do have Riri there goes up to her, you know, the, the suit, suit and yep. say, talk to you tomorrow. To-. Now she herself has a giraffe neck. What's going on? <laughs> She's there. And then ends up where her uh, friend Natalie is a AI ghost. Yep. I think this is the AI she was having developed in the yeah, background, yeah. and this is the image that but it pops she out. And seems very kind of like, oh, what's and it, it was pointed out earlier where you had these dignitaries talking to her about things and like, hey, you know, you got that Iron Man type suit. You know what? Do you have like a an AI like Friday? And I thought when they said that, I'm like, it's a really odd thing for somebody yeah. to ask when they're just there looking at a lab. It was yeah. very odd the way that it was spelled out, but that's why, because she's like, yeah, I'm working on AI, but I don't have a name. Again, you do need this and a book like this. I am not a fan of a singular character that has nobody to talk yes, to. So that was it, a lot of the problem in this issue is her own narration yes. was what she was thinking about doing. And then she's yes. just yelling it out on the page. And well, then well, the, the worst too, is she would yell oh, it out and then say to herself, why am I so crazy? And so yeah. this will, this will solve the problem 
of, uh, that, loon. of that there. <laughs> so, yeah, she'll have her her friend as the AI. I actually like that cliffhanger. That, it wasn't yeah, bad. You know, for after slogging through this issue, I was like, all right, let's let's cheer things up next issue yeah. and get into something, uh, you know, fun, just more down to earth. Yeah, next. yeah. Oh, I, I just I want the character and I, I, I like Riri because I like Riri. I, I mean, yeah, she happens to be in, you know, a, a girl who would, took over for Iron Man, things like that. But I like Riri. I didn't like Riri in this. I, no. I didn't like the way she was being played. Uh, I didn't like her voice in this. But, yeah, maybe it's because she didn't have anybody to work off of, and now she will. And, again, I'm not going to give this an inflated score because it's a number one. I'm not going to give an inflated score because of what the character is or represents or whatever. I love Riri. And it's a disappointment for me. It's kind of like the same thing going on with G. Willow Wilson going over to Wonder Woman. Yeah. And people are like, oh, man, G. Willow Wilson. I love G. Willow Wilson. I think she is great. That Wonder Woman right now is almost to the point of being garbage. It, it's <laughs> not, I'm not impressed by it. And I'm more upset. And I'm a little more down on it because of what I did expect. And that's the same with this. I really was expecting fun I really was expecting, you know, I know Riri's smart. I, obviously, she is. I mean, she was, yeah. I, so Built you don't have her dorm room. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you don't have to, you know, we, we did that. We've already had that. And if you're going to set up the character, set up stuff with that, that yes, maybe the first issue, me and you will be like, oh man, this is a lot of recap and things like that. But at least it would set other people up. A lot of people going into this, if you've never, you know, read any Riri and don't know about her, I'm afraid that they're going to think like, boy, she's not very fun. She's not very nice. (laughs) Uh, She's angry. She's doing this. So uh, it's okay. But again, I'm going six. I'm going a six. I can go down to a five, five. I really do like the art except the giraffe neck, but I like the art. Uh, but there's points. The pacing is off there. There's a lot of problems I thought with this as a first issue, but I'm hoping the next issue rectifies that. And we, we start going, but I'm a little worried, but what would you give it? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I liked it more than fantastic four. So I'm not going to hit it with a uh, a five ish score. I'm going to give it a six as well. Um, But I I had just some problems with how clash is portrayed because he's more of like of a conflicted villain. Like he he'll attack other villains and doesn't always do things purely out of evil. Like there's always a good intention behind it. And and this, and in this, not a character. And he's just thrown in here because he, they, Eve Ewing wanted to have somebody that was really, really smart organization. I'm really smart and ended up getting pushed aside, even though, they were smart and they're not going to see you for what you are. And she is dealing with that. Um, but even, even the deal where you, you have the Dean and that seems to be where you're going to have this conflict going on. But by the end of this, there should be no conflict because yeah. she saved the day. And I guarantee you're still going to have this conflict. And yeah. There's no reason for it. Yeah. Uh, it, but, yeah. It, it, yeah that, so that was, I mean, cause I like clash as a character. So that, yeah. that bugged me a little bit. Yeah, I didn't, I don't really know him. So reading this, I didn't care. I, yeah. I thought that he was just, yeah. Eh. He was just, he was yeah and, and even just to, to end it, that you do end up, like I said, where Riri is figuring out how to defeat clash with uh, you know, a lot of, but it's so convoluted. All yeah. the things over really. And yeah, it's over explained. It's whenever he makes a move, he explains it in like eight yeah. word bubbles that uh, her counter is yeah. eight more word bubbles. It's so almost weird. like Eve Ewing, you know, isn't going to let the art go. 
and uh-huh. do its job, but also anyway. thought that we wouldn't be able to figure out what's going on as well. Like we were yeah. really treated. Give me when, a little when, credit. I'm not when people smartest. ask me, when people say to me, like when we get upset about, say, Tom King's Batman or whatever, I'm like, man, I need these details. What do you want somebody to hold your hand? This is an issue where they held your hand. I don't want that. No, me either. I'm on the other other. Yeah, I'm in, yeah. the, in between in the, the two. Yeah, yeah right. right like you. Cisco. Right yeah, in the so, middle. You know, the overexplaining drove me nuts as well. And and I think just this type of book should include more fun. Like you said, the Moon Girls, the Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah that's the, the sort of thing that I want. Not yeah, yeah. The Gwenpool, but just more fun injected. Yeah, just fun. Stuff. Just have a. She's a young character. Have a young kind of energy to it, and it didn't. Yep. Yeah. Like an old man, old man rear. I know, like really elephant point, cl- at clouds coming you up didn't next. See it at the <laughs> next in the next issue as well. They have a scene where Reary shakes her fist at the young kids playing in the yard. Get off my lawn. Grass, yeah. Get off my lawn, kids. And the kids were five years older than you. Don't I you don't know care. my dad was killed? This lawn and is My dad's killed me. and I'm listening to Jay-Z and Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> don't give me your Post Malones. Right. Yeah. Well, we have one last book. Um, what is it? Yeah, this is Uncanny X-Men number three, written by Matthew Rosenberg, Kelly Thompson, Ed Brisson. Guess who this issue? I don't know what one and then art by you lot of year Sinar, rochelle rosenberg and vc's joe carmanga uncanny x-men brings the characters more together this issue finally giving us a big reveal we've i guess been waiting for but i can't help but compare this to extinction right now which after three issues i was much more on board with the main uh The issue's main hurting point is it suffers from a lot of repetition making me already tired of this story told in a weekly format very weakly, and I'm still just a Wolverine. That fan. was going to be my joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, the the deal is, it, I I don't know. I I will have to pay attention. Is it possible? Because on on the cover, you obviously have the writers, I believe, in alphabetical order, but on the inside, you do not. And maybe that's a tip. I yeah. I, I haven't paid attention, so I don't Me know. If Matthew Rosenberg was at the top before. If they're doing that, It'd be nice to know. Right, I, I think so too. Yeah, yeah I know they're I, not all three chipping in. No, and, and this happened issues. before. Like a lot of times, you'll have like these big events, like a World's End at one point at DC way back, and you'd have like seven writers listening. Mm, no, seven people writing this yeah. issue. I'd like to know, and just yeah, it wouldn't change my score. I just would like to know so yeah. that we can like throw any group in. project. There's six people doing nothing, yeah. and one person. Yeah, doing and I, it I just want to be able to be like, oh, here we go with the Kelly Thompson again. Yep. Yeah. But, or, or at hey, least there's know a what Kelly issues Thompson. to look forward to. Yeah, right. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we would know uh, this after this issue and looking that forward to anything. And I, I think that I'm already getting a little fatigued by this. I, I think that this weekly deal, very weekly, so you stole my deal. Uh, I think that it's starting to get to me where I went to read this. When we read the first one, even, even the oversized deal that I thought was 256 pages, almost had a heart attack. I was so excited to read this. This is going to be the, the only other time that I started off reading an X-Men book from issue one of a run was Joss Whedon's X-Men. Yeah. And that was way before I read comics. That was because I was a Joss Whedon fan. I love Buffy uh, and Angel and all that. So I did read that first arc of that, and I loved it. I thought it was great. And uh, so this was going to be 
my time to, to shine. Yeah. It's basically like, oh man, yeah, I went back and read a bunch of stuff, but this is happening now. The time for you to pick your obscure X-Men character. That's right. Yeah. The next thing I know, I can tell everybody that Glob has always been my favorite character. <laughs> and, uh, you know, You're just you, like what he looks up on the com- internet. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> what? You're not a Pixie and Rockslide fan? Pfft. It, it reminded me of Eric just alone in his room on Chatterbait. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He 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 has it set up so when Jess comes in, he he's smart enough to not have the computer face. He's the got door. like the NCAA button. The oh yeah, button. yeah. He he hits it. So yeah, with with this, you have you know, it's just not that great. Mm-hmm. It, it really isn't. We had that big cliffhanger last issue of Legion showing up, and again, I'm getting a little excited from that. I have no real you know, horse in the race. But yeah, that's kind of exciting to me. So I'm going every time I read it to when they have the first page where they have the setup of the team. I'm like, yep, there ain't no Wolverine there. Brandon's out. (laughs) But yeah, so you start off, but when you start off in Montana with the the dinosaurs still, I'm like, really? We're still doing that? wrap this up without much problem at all. We're just freezing them and that ice is going to stay frozen for how long? It's another ice age. That's what killed the dinosaurs the first time. Yeah, and you even have where... Bishop blows this thing's leg blows it. Yeah, blows it up and then goes and you have that little deal where he picks up this God hates Mutie sign and hands it to the... Here's your sign, sir. And again, the the biggest thing about this series so far, we're three issues in, obviously, and I can even see that it's cliched. And yeah. it's a bit of every, but the thing is to me, I I know I don't want a jokey book, but kind of be a little more aware that you're doing this. You know what I mean? Like even like a wink, wink at it, but it's not, it's yeah. pretty much straight up, but I'm not really enjoying it. And then you realize that pretty much this dinosaur uh, attack and all these people and even the, uh, the Madrox is multiplying and them going to that is pretty much just a r- way to get most of the X-Men out of the mansion. So when Legion goes, there's just the rookies and glob. And so when Legion goes, he's like, Hey, I'm here. Don't you want to save the world? You have this whole deal. Hands up, you know, you don't know who's bad, good or whatnot yet no. of the whole deal. But it, it's starting to get a little bit like the the few, you know, young cable in the extermination book where I, I just want to know the story. Just yeah. just get to it. You know, who's the bad is mad drugs. You know, he's being controlled by Legion, but he wants Kitty Pride. like all these things going. I just want to get on with it. And I, I said before last week that I think that. As this goes on, this is just going to kind of go along until we finally get the ongoing series when it becomes the regular Matthew Rosenberg book. And I'm kind of wishing that was now. But not that I'm saying Matthew Rosenberg is going to be the best thing ever. I just this story coming every week. It's not doing anything for me. It's not making me like the team. There's nothing in each issue to to make you want to come back either. No, I I haven't got a cliffhanger. I've been excited about. And and even the, the reveal at the end of this one, like it's supposed to make you excited, but it's just a, a reverse play on another X-Men story yeah, we've read a hundred times. Every X-Men story that and when I know that, there's trouble. Yeah. I don't know that much. <laughs> and this is like a greatest hits done again. It's a cover version of the greatest hits. I'd yeah. rather have the real greatest hits. I can go and read those. But yeah, in the meantime, they you have Psylocke and Jean Grey, they kind of team up to try to get, you know, uh, all these multiple magic. Uh, yeah, every the way. problem in comics is solved by holding hands. 
hands. Yeah, holding hands. And in the meantime, you do set up the deal where they out. Hey, none of these are primes, so you know what that means. It's slaughter time, and they yep. go. You have X twenty three. Laura's just, just stabbing them in the head. Yeah, just going to town <laughs> on them. But they're trying to knock them out to see what's going on. And when they do, they realize like right away. Oh, you know what? It's underneath here. It's where we have to go. Beneath us is the source of this. And yeah, they're going to go down to get Jamie Prime there, who's all tied up and he's chained up. In the meantime, Legion is kind of revealing that he's the bad guy at the he's fighting them at the mansion. They're trying to get everybody back there. Beast is just walking through the park. <laughs> that was the best. He's in Central Park, just walking around. And he gets called back. He's like, yeah, I'm almost there. And you have these rookies who also, uh, they're not likable either. No. You know what I mean? All they do is complain about being shoved to the side. Yeah, that's all they do. You guys don't do anything good to be called into action. What have you done ever? Yeah. And and so basically, and they're getting their, their, you know, behinds handed to them. And so they get there and yeah, at this, they have the, Hey, you guys make sure people don't get hurt. These protesters are out here. Make sure. Oh, what are we crowd control now? Yeah. That's what you are. Get to it. Yeah. Cause old rock pile or whatever. He's going (laughs) through and glob. He's just doing nothing. He's just, uh, I know you hate us, but we don't want you to get killed. I'm like, really? This is the whole deal. Well, what ends up being that you have some clothes on glob and you have Legion. And what this, what this ends here, really, what this (laughs) ends up doing to me is like, you end up going one issue and okay, they're the bad guy, or we want to know who the bad guy is because somebody has captured Kitty Pride and that. So okay, then the next issue, like okay, Legion, he's Sean, he's going to be the bad guy. At the end of this, he's like, man, I'm just here to save you from them. And we have another cliffhanger that, like you said, I'm like, okay, there you go. You have you know, old man Magneto, and then things coming alternate yeah. deal where he's there because he is there to help everybody with yeah. Omega Red and Blob and Angel. And like, why are you with them, Angel? Well, what do you mean? We're here to save everyone. And he's like, I'm here with my horsemen of peace. Magneto <laughs> says, I'm like, oh. I rolled my eyes so hard. But yeah. I, it just was not a well set up. It wasn't well like executed. And just, no. I don't know, I'm just not excited by these. I'm just not. And, and again, I'm not, I, here's the, I'll, I'll plainly put it this way. I am not an X-Men fan, but I want to be. That's yeah. why I'm reading this. I'm reading this to become one, and this isn't doing it for me. Yeah, I want to like them me... like I like that cartoon in the 90s. You yeah. know? When I was growing up, that that was what I woke up on Saturday mornings. Yeah. That was the reason for my existence, and it, like, I just yeah. haven't liked it as much since then. It's funny. I watched that way later. Yeah. I was I was old. I was way older. It was one of those things, and I have watched it, and uh, I ended up uh, making it as my second oldest son claimed that he liked it, and that's why we watched it so that I wouldn't get made fun of by Tanya, my wife. Yeah, and, uh, she she saw through that because then he, <laughs> he was not interested, but I, I did like it. But yeah, I, I wanted like I I just I want to have an X Men book that I'm excited. And, and why is it that this is weekly? very weekly and uh that i would love to be like man this is so awesome this is so good and we're getting it every week yeah it ends up i see it i'm like oh man i forgot this was weekly yeah and we really can't even fun. get like the campiness of a batman eternal no. you know? yeah we yeah that we can have something fun. to yeah, I, I really well, through this whole issue i can't find anything to really even have fun with 
I, no. I really can't. I, 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 I liked Bishop shooting the dinosaur's legs off, yeah. and that was just yeah. ironically, to be honest. Yeah. I like the crazy hair that uh, Legion gets. Oh, it's crazy. But yeah, and then at Smashing the end. his head uh, on the floor. It's a hell of a yeah, oh to do your God. hair. Once he did that, I was like, what is he doing? But yeah, at the end, then what you have is Magneto's like, oh, you know, we're here, the horsemen of peace, and we're here, the X-Men must end. Because he says, you know, we're, we're here to stop all war, and all war starts and ends with the X-Men. So we're going to do it, and blows up the mansion. The mansion just, it just blows to high heaven, and yeah. Yeah, how many times have you, have you seen that? And uh, three this week, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't need this, but yeah, I'm gonna give this. This is my, hi. This is probably my least favorite issue yeah. of the week. I'm gonna give it a straight up five. I, I like the art enough, but at points, it, it actually got a little muddy near the end yeah, when there's an art wonky. change. It got a little wonky. And and again, the other thing is why I know that everybody knows these characters more than me. It seems, but you're not even giving us like a an idea of while they're fighting what they're doing or what's the best thing about them or pointing out why, you know, Laura, who I do know, why she's so cool or great or why people love Nightcrawler or, you know, Jubilee so popular. Then why all these why Everyone loves like, Jubilee. Psylocke, I, I didn't have any point where I ended up saying like, Oh man, this is why everybody loves Psylocke, or this yeah. is why everybody likes Night. And really, then you have Pixie Rock Slide Armor. Go- You're doing nothing with them except making them unlikable. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just nonsense. Uh, but yeah, I'm giving it a five. What about you? Yeah, I also flat five for this one. It's not you know the special five, but just like no. I enjoyed it even less than Fantastic Four. Like it, there's nothing that excites me. Even the cliffhanger doesn't really get me going. None of that. At least yeah. I got a wedding to look forward to in Fantastic Four, I guess. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah the, the, uh, I don't know. I, I, when does this end? End of January? I yeah, guess? it goes in. I think it February just feels like when so it far away. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and just over and over. We'll see. Maybe it'll pick up. I maybe, hope. I really maybe because this would be, as far as we can tell, if they're doing one issue. This is everybody has one issue under their belt now. Maybe it'll pick up. And again, I know that you don't want delays and it is a weekly book. So you have to do this thing. But I, I don't know. Maybe there's too many cooks in the in the stew. Yeah, and, sometimes. you know, sometimes that makes it a little more generic than actually helping out to expand the story because everybody kind of has to pull back everything they're doing to kind of jive with what the others are doing. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Yeah, there's I'm something just, missing. I'm just not a, a fun. Tender love and care. Yeah. <laughs> a little salt and some love and tender love and care. But yeah, uh, that is it. That's the end of the podcast. My book of the week was Amazing Spider-Man number 10. But what was yours? Mine was Dead Man Logan. Yep. Yeah. Really and it. and those were my two favorite of the week. And yeah. I suggest anybody go pick those up. They're pretty good. Especially Dead Man Logan is the first issue. And yeah, again, I mean, both with equal amount of laughs and action, like a yeah. little bit of everything in there for and you. And then again, to really point out the deal, you are an Old Man Logan fan. You've read everything going up to that and loved it. And I haven't. And I loved it. So it was really well done for both newcomers and old heads yep. like you. Uh, but I'm going to we don't usually do it, but I'm going to point out books that may be on next podcast. Now, we are talking about maybe starting to have two episodes a week. 
yeah. so that we can kind of, you so know, number ones have a couple more books, but also, you know, have more time to, to invest into doing it. So instead of saying, you know, we can't do all the books and we'll just have three an episode, I would rather us maybe have two episodes a week so that we can start getting more and more uh, into it and then kind of settle down things and, and kind of go that way. But yeah. if people think that's nonsense, you can let us know. I don't know. And usually <laughs> it's weird. You, you have a fine line. And this happened with the DC podcast where we were doing five hour podcasts and people were like, oh, man, that's pretty long, but I'll deal with it. Then we started doing 13 hour podcasts. And it was <laughs> as if it was as if I had held somebody hostage. I, I was getting notes and tweets like, how dare you? Have a thirteen-hour podcast? How you you jerks? I'm like, you expect somebody yeah, to I'm like, dedicate really? themselves to listen. To and this then, story. of course, then as you know, started dialing it back a little. Now yeah. we have six hours, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more, and now we're getting crap for that. <laughs> I tell you, if you are listening or Tough haven't customers. listened to our DC podcast, if you are uh, somebody who is just listening to the Marvel one and, and want to go over and want to know what it's like to have possibly a ten-hour podcast, tune in on Sunday. We have 18 books that we're talking about, and boy, I, I actually think it's going to be one of the longest episodes ever, so we'll see. I always say that, and it doesn't end up, but yeah, okay. if you want to know what a 13-hour podcast looks like, you can go over to our DC deal. You'll be able to find a couple. We had a, a, a long, we had months of the you know 10-hour-plus podcast, and every week. Very weekly. But yeah, next <laughs> week, here are some of the books that we will probably talk about. Doctor Strange, number nine. That's started. I'm telling you, I say I feel like every week, too. Yeah, I'm saying we go to say issue 12 or when this next arc ends, and then we decide if we keep going with that. Five issue trades at Marvel, remember? Yeah, I know. Uh, But it doesn't seem like this issue and the next will end a a arc because they just started what seemed to be the next one. We'll see. We'll see. And maybe we'll be lucky and Mark Wade will get taken off that book and somebody good will get on it. We have Killmonger number one. That's exciting. Yeah. The Defenders, Namor, number one. The Defenders, The Immortal Hulk, number one. And I, I want to read those because I'm looking forward to the Defenders book as well. The Immortal Hulk, number 10. So there's two Hulk books coming out. Uh, Uncanny X-Men, number four, obviously. Venom, number nine. Winter Soldier, number one. That in the news, if, if people didn't know, that was coming out as a regular ongoing and now has been pulled back to just be a mini series. Uh, and X-Men, The Exterminated, number one, which I don't even know what that is. So I, we'll I think that is a tie in or to extermination. to extermination. That's what yeah. you would think, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, or it's a manship issue. Uh oh. <laughs> no, I'm, it was, no. Yeah, believe <laughs> Trick me. issue. No, no. Manship now sends me, uh, I get an email a day <laughs> from Manship who writes me in and, and he'll say, Venom annual. That's like one of those ones that tricks me, isn't it? I'm like, no, it's an annual mansion. And then all right, man, nuclear winner. That sounds important. I'll get that. I'm like, oh, man, shit. He's it's, all it's, he is almost like the, the whole idea is you had one job. You had one <laughs> job to not be fooled. And you always get, he always, I'm telling you, I'm looking right now. And I wanted to find this last one where he's like, huh, I guess this is one of those. Uh, issues that's supposed to fool me, right? It's it's Batman fifty eight. <laughs> Why is that gonna fool you, man? Yeah. He's crazy. He got the variant cover. He's all confused. He is crazy. No he title on it. Crazy fella. But yeah, twice I think this week he has told me about an issue that he thought was like 
trying to fool him. <laughs> he got burned bad by that Dark Side special, oh, Dark Side War the, special. These, uh, burned Justice bad. League Aquaman ones are probably just ruining his life yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> Man, he loves everything though. He's a positive guy. He, he really, I'm telling you, of all these books, he probably loved every one tonight. And every other one, he's he's a very positive. The guy like Convergence for crying yeah. out loud. And I, then not only that, it's bad enough that if you're a DC fan that you like Convergence, he liked the Telos book after Convergence. That's <laughs> the worst. I mean, what is he thinking? What is my name? Yeah, yeah, oh, the worst, the worst. But yeah, there we go. We're done. Uh, and yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Like I said, we may start popping up. Uh, twice a week and if that is the case i believe that the second show would come out probably around saturday that, that's kind of in the middle of things you know a wednesday and then a saturday kind of go with that thing and then we can start expanding the books kind of talk a little more about some other things that that me and you are starting to enjoy uh that are just kind of side deals now i i'm telling you i can't wait till spider geddon is over i'm yeah, not really i'm excited for that. that to be over with too now <laughs> yeah but even like next uh, i'm just saying next week some other books that are coming out that we haven't <laughs> talked we we don't talk about we haven't talked about deadpool in a while yeah things like that that maybe we can yeah, kinda, I'd like to throw that one give it yeah throw that and, and that that the saturday show might be one of those it's like the b team it's the, the second chance show it yeah. is it's the second chance so we could kind of throw in Stuff like that, maybe even get involved in like a, you know, the return of Wolverine st- stinkers like that. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how that is. But yeah, that is the end of the podcast. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see yep. you next show.